Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, sports fans. My name is Jake Izuski. You can call me Jake Iggy or Iggy for short. This is Iggy Sports Talk. So I hope everybody is having a good time during this sort of weird time in the sports world. So baseball could be coming back. Football is sort of up in the air. They're, they might not even have training camp, not, no OTAs. It's really sort of a weird time in sports when the coronavirus is sort of slowing down. People are starting to go out. But there still is one thing missing in everybody's life. No sports. So might as well as talk about some interesting teams and really sort of break down different question marks for different teams, not only in the MLB, but the NFL and other sports. So I decided to focus on one team in the Washington Redskins today. And I thought, why not bring on one of my good friends, Rob Kendall, who is also named Redskin Rob. And he is a longtime Redskins fan and has been writing on a blog about the Redskins for the last few months. So you can go over and check out his blog. It's rkendall97.wixsite.com slash redskinrob. But uh, during July 20th, it's going to be changed to redskinrob.com. And so how's it going, Rob? Can't complain. I mean, we're doing the best we can during quarantine, but we're here. Exactly. It's, it's, it's been kind of tough. I mean, with, with no sports, I actually found myself watching the Korean Baseball League a few days ago just because I needed some sort of competition in my life. Like, I needed something to root for, and it, it was crazy. Like, a guy threw a strike. I'm like, there we go. That's awesome. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's, it's a strike. But I, I really haven't had anything to be able to root for competitively or, or, or really be able to, I guess, get upset about or yell at the TV, you know what I mean? But Thank God that there's football in our lives because with the free agency going on with the draft, there's actually stuff to talk about. There is. We really only have football, and we got the UFC that came back. That's been interesting at times, but that can be hard to get into. Yeah, I mean, I want to mainly focus on football today, but with the UFC, like, it was pretty cool how they had no fans in there, and you were actually able to hear the commentators. And I actually I actually, uh, I listened to a podcast uh, with one of the fighters, and he said that, that they actually had to use, like, code words with their coaches to, to like, understand different things. And, and it was sort of interesting. I guess they were trying to decode the, the other side's uh, code words to sort of get, get an advantage. But w- what did you think about that fight? it's interesting because it's a whole different strategy now when you have no fans because now you can hear the other opponent's corner and what they're saying perfectly clear normally like when there's thousands of fans there you can't hear anything but now you can hear the guys chirping each other hear what their corners saying listen to that pick up on everything so it's interesting it's almost kind of like a new strategy and dynamic to it but i mean the fighters i mean they just say they don't care i mean they're fighting because they love to fight Exactly. And, and as a fighter, I would kind of think if, if I can hear the commentator like being like, well, that was a bad jab. I think in my head, well, watch this jab. I'm going to pound this guy. But I mean, especially now thinking about how this could be the new reality, especially just for like 2020 sports with no fans, it, I, I feel like with with the NBA, it's is most prominent because I've heard a lot of people talk about with the playoffs, like the best way for like teams to be able to get that energy on the court is to be able to have those that home field advantage. And it's like like I said, like I watched the Korean baseball league, and you could only hear like like the uh, like the field officials like yeah, let's go, and it, it, there was like no nobody like really cheering on. But especially with the NFL, they have the biggest stadiums, and so like let's say for instance, Dwayne Haskins 
throws a touchdown, like you're just going to hear the sideline. Let's go. Like it's going to be so sort of weird. And I mean, what are your thoughts on what we could potentially be watching uh, in 2020 sports? It's going to be weird. I mean, I know they're flirting with the idea of just isolation, but I don't, I don't know. I don't like it. It's not the same as it, it is now. I mean, teams need like the fans there to rally behind them. I mean, for the Redskins, there aren't fans that go. It's more the away team that shows up to the stadium. So that, mm-hmm. that doesn't really matter. But for like other teams, like Patriots, for example, like you have fans and you have like a diehard fan base who's going to be cheering and screaming and the, something to rally behind. I mean, especially like another team like the Seahawks. Remember, remember a yeah. few years back when, when like the stadium would shake when, yeah. when teams would come in. And I mean, especially like at least quarterbacks don't have to deal with uh, being, being able to hear or, or, or like being able to talk to their guys like over the crowd and everything. Cause like that was one of the biggest, I, I think, struggles for quarterbacks to be able to be efficient on the field when they weren't actually able to hear what the hell they were saying or that what the coach was saying and you would see them with their hand over their helmet but I mean especially with your favorite team the Redskins they had a very interesting season last year I'm just gonna name off some stats so they were they were three and 13 they were 32nd ranked in offense and they were 27th ranked in defense and they had sort of a weird season where you know, Jay Gruden got fired after just five weeks. They had a new quarterback come in with Dwayne Haskins, and he, he got juggled in there with Case Keenum and that sort of stuff. But I wanted to touch on the guy that, well, you know, that they had a bad season. But, you know, anytime a team has a bad season, then they're, then they're uh, one, one of the top five in the draft. And so the Redskins were able to get, in my opinion, the best player in the draft in Chase Young. And mm-hmm. he would have gone number one to the to the. Uh, Bengals if the Bengals didn't need a quarterback so much so what was your reaction on when they drafted him you know I love the Chase Young pick I was ecstatic when it happened but going into the draft I mean like following along so closely on Twitter and like all the reporters JP Finley and everyone you saw that it was kind of like when the draft week came it was kind of set in stone that it was Chase Young so when it Mm -hmm. actually happened it was kind of like anticlimactic like I knew it was going to happen but I'm so happy that it did happen he's gonna I hopefully my goal is he'll come in and open our defense like Nick Bosa did for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll be to that extent, but we did get a whole new defense, a whole new coaching regime in general. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do. I mean, especially with Bosa last year, it was, it was kind of funny watching. I'm, I'm just like, I forgot this kid's a freaking rookie. Like what? Yeah. Like, like you, 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 you were watching that guy and being like, yeah, he's been in the league for like five years. I, I've been hearing him. Oh yeah, that, that's that's his other dominant uh, brother, brother Joey, and they could be molding together in this next year. Or so, oh my God, that'd be scary on that defense. But especially with with what was going on in this draft, I felt like sort of like a draft where up until the Dolphins pick, you sort of knew what was happening. And in yeah. in every other draft, like in years past, you know, especially uh, when the Browns drafted Baker Mayfield, like that only came out like like a a day before the draft and they could have drafted, you know, Josh Allen, you know, Sam Darnold, but everybody knew that the Bengals were going to be picking Joe Burrow. Everybody knew that the, uh, that the Redskins were going to be picking Chase Young. And then with the Dolphins, it was, it was either Tua or Herbert. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. This, I feel like this draft was a little interesting because it was virtual. Maybe teams weren't willing to like take the risks in case something did happen because it's the first time for all this, but it was kind of like scripted. I mean, we saw everything coming. Exactly. I mean, especially it was sort of weird, like hearing this offseason about the whole quarterback situation, mainly with the Redskins, because every everybody was talking, well, 
do they have enough confidence in Dwayne Haskins or do you think that they're going to go for somebody else? And then when the Alex Smith documentary came out, I'm like, I completely forgot he was on the freaking team. And yeah. so they essentially have like three starting quarterbacks on the team and let alone they're, they're paying Alex Smith a boatload of freaking money. But I mean, especially when they, when they signed Case Keenum, it was, it was sort of a thing where I looked at it as, as a great idea to help Haskins be able to, to mentor Haskins and groom him a little bit. But especially when you saw Keenum after his atrocious season with the, with the Broncos, you, you sort of kind of hoped he was going to go back to his Vikings ways. But I mean, he was one for seven as a starter. Yeah, that was tough. I mean, the whole, the whole Haskins situation was tough. I mean, I feel bad for him. He, he was drafted. When he was drafted, he fell last year. I didn't think the Redskins were going to get him. I thought he was going to go to the Giants. And then he fell to the Redskins. I guess you could say fell. I don't know. Some people say it was kind of a reach at that point. But I like the pick. I'm a fan of the pick. I don't – I feel bad for him because, I mean, Drew, Gruden did not want Dwayne Haskins. That's why he was not the starter. So he had Case Keenum in there. And then Gruden gets fired, and you now have Rivera, who has this new quarterback who never really got a fully play under a season, not, didn't get to learn the whole playbook. Like, it's, it's interesting. I don't know what's going to really happen if he's going to either take this leap this year with um, Ron Rivera or he's going to just, you know, digress and prove that he is not a starter in the NFL. I mean, especially with what everybody was saying about Haskins, like, oh, does he have the ability to be a good quarterback? I'm like, this kid just broke the touchdown record in college. Like, you yeah. kidding me, right? And, like, I mean, it was his first year as a starter. Like, like I'm talking about in college. So, so you, mm-hmm. can't, you can't really – say too much about his ability to play the game but i mean especially when he was brought in at the 15th pick i mean it's something i bet as a redskins fan you you saw his reaction to getting to the to getting picked by the redskins i mean you, you would have thought he was asleep he, yeah. he he was pissed he like looked up he's like are you kidding me right now and as a redskins fan you're not gonna be like all right let's go this guy's gonna help us win a super bowl like he's ready he's motivated and it must have been sort of like weird going into the season, not really knowing if this guy, Dwayne Haskins is going to have the motivation and drive to want to help the Redskins win. That's the biggest thing. And that's like my biggest question mark with him is, I mean, he has the arm that's just proven, but it's his leadership ability. Does he have the it factor? Can he motivate his team? And that's what like, we're not sure. Is he more popular with being cool? I mean, you saw everyone saw the whole issue with the selfie situation, mm-hmm. where as opposed to finishing the game, he ran off with a fan and took a selfie. Like, do you want to be cool? Are you trying to win games here? Right. Like, I, I don't know. It's a weird dynamic. I mean, I hope it pans out. I want the best for Dwayne because it's just right. the best of the Redskins, but I don't He's know. He's still also wicked young, too. But I mean, especially when they put him in. I, re- I remember just looking at the game that they, that, he, that they put him into, and he wasn't even supposed to be slated the starter. Gruden was, was like, all right, you're going to be the starter like, like that day. And he put him in, and he was nine. He was nine for seventeen with three picks, and everybody was, you know, prematurely making all these sort of predictions. I hate when analysts do that because you're not getting the full picture. One game isn't going to, you know, paint a whole guy's career. I mean, it, it kind of did for Nathan Peterman with his three picks. <laughs> then he would go on two picks, three picks here and there. But I mean, when you sort of really look at who who he is. Like it, it's something with the amount of ability that he has. I really don't think with the record that shows of him being two and five as a starter really sort of, you know, paints the picture of who this guy is. 
my thing with Dwayne is, I mean, he came into like a broken system. He had an interim head coach. He had no mm -hmm. tight end. We lost Jordan Reed. Wide receiver two was just never there. I mean, you had Terry McLaurin. God bless him. It's like the savior of this team right now. <laughs> and you had an interim head coach. And, you, I mean, you lost um, uh, Trent Williams. So it was just like tough. He was playing with a beat-up team. But, I mean, I wanted to see if each game he just progressed, and he did. He finished the season. I think he threw eight touchdowns and eight interceptions. So it was better than what he started, and he just slowly progressed. And that's all I really wanted to see as a fan, to see if this is something we can build upon next year. And, I mean, it looks like we're going to and just see where this year goes with him. So, Well, I mean, and I was looking at his stats or his game logs, and for the last two games, he for, for both of his last two games, he had two touchdowns, no interceptions. And especially for his last game, he completed 80% of his passes. Yeah. I mean, he, I remember I looked at the stats. He had like 133 in yards, but who cares? He was, I, I'm pretty sure he was like 15 for 17. And it's something where you look at that as a rookie, you're like, all right, that, that's going to make me pretty confident going in, in this next season. But then the Redskins sort of really made an out of nowhere move with getting Kyle Allen and they traded for him and, he, and he's still very young. He, a lot of people don't realize Kyle Allen was a, was a rookie last year and he was, Still only 23 years old, but when you looked at what he was able to do for the Panthers in his first half, a lot of people are like, "Could this could be the rookie of the year?" Is he? Is he are are the Panthers kind of kind of scrap their whole idea of trying to get a future quarterback and just make Allen the the future starter? But then, wow, wow, did he dip off with the? He had two touchdowns here, three touchdowns here, two touchdowns. Or, I'm saying touchdowns. I mean interceptions. But then, then he his quarterback record for the for the Panthers were five and seven to end the season. And so, especially with very interestingly, the now the head coach is Ron Rivera, who used to be his head coach. What are your thoughts on what the potential quarterback sort of battle could be, be between Allen and Haskins? Uh, honestly, I think Haskins is locked as the starter. I think Allen's a good um, backup to be in there to help like improve him and push mm -hmm. him a little bit, but I don't think he's going to come out here and wow us and win the starting job here in um, Washington. But Rivera brought him in because there was something he saw and he liked in him, so we traded a fifth-round pick for him, and it's a backup. I mean, we got a young team, and I'll, I'll see what will happen. Exactly, and, and so it will be really interesting to see how this all happens. And with a lot of the different teams, I feel like that this is the first year that I've followed football where there's more quarterbacks than there is starting positions. And that's why that's one of the biggest reasons why one, one of the top quarterbacks, in my opinion, in the league, Cam Newton, still doesn't have a job. And, you know, Joe Flacco is now, now a freaking backup. And it's not like he was going to be a starter anyways. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many quarterbacks that came in, not only from the draft, but from free agency, to where a lot of teams are going to have a lot of these different battles. And it's something that I was interested to hear what my followers said on my Instagram and I put up a poll. Who do you think is going to be the week's uh, week one starter? And 71% said Haskins and 29% said Allen. And so I completely agree with you. I, I could see Haskins being the starter and it's, it's something where you just got to give, give the guy a chance because at the end of the season, he was making those good throws. He was getting those nice touchdowns. He just needs to have that confidence. That's the thing. I mean, once he's in here with Ron and um, Scott Turner, let's see what they do. Let's, he has, you know, some new weapons in, that they drafted. I mean, you got Antonio Gandy-Golden, who's a wide receiver we took in the fourth round. He's big, physical. I think that'll help him a lot. But, I mean, we still don't really have a tight end. And, I mean, the left tackle spot, I, 
it's just up in the air at this point. We don't even know who's going to be the starter week one. I mean, there's still so many question marks on our offense this year. I, I don't know. I hope Haskins strives and does well, but at the end of the day, I mean, the Redskins could be back in the top three and then find themselves in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, sort of off the point that I just made, like with the quarterback situation, I don't even know who's going to who's going to want Trevor Lawrence. You know what I mean? The one team that I can really think of is the Jaguars, but that's just because like you don't know what Gardner Minshew is going to do. But when you look at all these different teams, you're like, that team has a pretty good quarterback. That team has a pretty good quarterback. They have a pretty good young quarterback that they're trying to develop. And it's just something where – there's just not a ton of spots for these new quarterbacks that are coming in, which which is very interesting. But then, especially when you look at the coaching situation for the Redskins, I mean, last season was an absolute nightmare for Jay Gruden. I, I just remember through those last five weeks, I mean, when the media rips on somebody, they, they don't stop. And especially with ESPN, it seemed like, especially I, I guess on just one specific show, first take, they're talking about Jay Gruden, like left and freaking right. But when you look at a guy who was with the team for six years and his record was 35 for 49 with one tie and he only had one playoff appearance. So I'm curious, Rob, you've been a longtime Redskins fan. Like what were your thoughts about Gruden just through his tenure with the with Washington? Uh, I I was not a Gruden fan. I'll tell you that most Redskins fan you asked around the league, they were not. I mean, he wasn't <laughs> a leader. If you look up, there's a video of um, Deshaun Jackson going up there and giving the titty twister. How are you going to do that to your boss and just get away with it? You should be held accountable for stuff like that. Exactly. It's just he was just a pushover. No one respected him. He wasn't the leader. He couldn't motivate the guys. And I mean, you just saw it in the poor disciplines. Our records is embarrassing over his span. Okay. I mean, especially when Ron Rivera got hired, it was something where it was out of nowhere. I mean, R- Rivera was was on the was on the uh, coaching free agency for for a good amount of part of the season, and, and nobody really knew where he was going to go. But the one thing that it was interesting on first take, anytime I heard about the Redskins, all they talked about was culture that the culture has been bad for the last 10, 15, 20 years. And they just needed somebody to go in there, completely change the culture, and sort of motivate the team to have a winning sort of mindset. I mean, you, you grew up in New England, so you, you understand like the, whole under, like the whole Patriots way. And that's one of the biggest things that like, I, I've, I've learned throughout being a Patriots fan is when you come into this franchise, there's expectations. There's a way that you're going to play the game. And that's one of the biggest reasons why that the Pats have been one of the most dominant teams in the last 20 years. And I, I think that a lot of franchises are, are going to start molding their at least coaching style or their culture sort of similar to what the Patriots have done. But with Ron Rivera, he was very successful with the Panthers. And it was something where, in my opinion, he would have stayed the head coach of the Panthers if they hadn't completely gotten a whole new owner who wanted to, you know, totally rebuild, tear everything down and sort of make everything a lot more young. But Rivera had a record of 76-63, and he had one tie, and he led the Panthers to the very infamous Super Bowl of 2014. And so I'm curious your thoughts when the Redskins hired him. Like, what was sort of your reaction? I was a big fan. I think, honestly, Rivera's probably the perfect guy to come in here and shape the culture. I mean, he comes from a military background. He's very well disciplined. And he brought along, like you said, how the Panthers cleaned house all those guys came with him over to Washington. We have mm-hmm. Kyle Smith. We have the offensive, the old offensive coordinator for the Panthers, the old wide receiver coach for the Panthers. I mean, it just goes on. 
we're basically like the Washington Panthers now. And, that, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to complain with that. Exactly. Uh, Rivera has his guys that he thinks are going to, like, help him motivate these, these like, because we're a young team. He's going to help motivate and push these young players. I'll take it. I mean, especially with the coaching or the quarterback coach and the offensive coordinator, I looked at that. And I'm like, these guys are two perfect people to help groom Haskins because they help groom Cam Newton in, into what he is. I mean, obviously, Newton was a number one pick and he had all this talent coming out of Auburn. But still, you, you understand as, as a big NFL fan that with, with the quarterback in the NFL, it's completely different from college going into the league where you really need to get that mental mindset and really be able to understand the reads. You know, everything's a lot more quick. But when you look at Rivera, how successful he was over in Carolina, I actually did not know this. He's the highest winning percentage of any coach with the Panthers in their history. I mean, the Panthers, let's, think, let's, let's be honest, they were 0-16 for, for like one season, like 10 years ago or something like that. But especially with with this whole new culture and mindset going into, into 2020, like what do you expect – Ron Rivera to do to really help the team sort of change their culture. Anyone who doesn't want to be on the team, as we've seen, is just getting getting the boot. Trent Williams didn't want to be here anymore. Gone. Quentin Dunbar didn't want to be here. Gone. I mean, Cody Lattimore just got in trouble with the police. I honestly think he's going to be gone. Just, I mean, to set the tone, you have to set the tempo early. Like, this is where business, I'm not letting you guys screw around and just walk over me like Jay Gruden did for the last six years. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to hold you guys accountable every day. You have to come here, and you are part of a winning culture and a winning team now. Like, let's do this. I, th- I think that's sort of what John Gruden did with the, with the Raiders. I mean, he obviously did it more for, the, more for the mindset of trying to make everything young, get more draft picks. But when, when he came in, he sort of cleaned house, and he was like, this is my team now, and we are going to change things up how I want them. Obviously, Rivera isn't as as erratic as, as Gruden was when he first came in, but it's awesome that he is sort of making that sort of culture change and really sort of setting that discipline because – that's the next subject that I really wanted to focus on is the Redskins franchise struggles. So they have only had one 10 win season over the last 20 years, their last five years of records. So like, like I said, 2019, they were three and 13, 2018, seven and nine, 2017, seven and nine, 2016, eight, seven and one, 2015, nine and seven, and then 2014, four and 12. And so as a Redskins fan, to really have all those very disappointing seasons, what has it been like not only as a Redskins fan, I mean, you live in New England, so the, you've seen your, your friends and the people around you rooting for a team that has had 12 wins left and right. So yeah, what has it been like to – Exactly. What has it been like to be a fan, especially in New England, but not only a Redskins fan in these tough times? It's been really tough, especially because I'm in New England. So it's like every other year – over that like span you just listed Patriots are winning the Super Bowl and I was just there just like fuck I wish that was the Redskins <laughs> anything I, w- I would do anything right now if that was the Redskins I want my time but it's just it's been hard but I mean things finally start like they feel is switching in the right direction because of Rivera it finally feels like this is a new era and a new team and like we're gonna start moving in the right direction that's really interesting you say that because also like I, I didn't realize that that the Redskins ha- hadn't like been that successful over these past few years. You you know, obviously these last five years or or something like that, but not the last twenty. And when and when like they were talking about ESPN with the, with the whole culture and everything, 
when they when they were comparing it to the Browns culture, I'm like, all right, that that's a it's a little bit harsh. But I, I guess I guess I guess you could really make the point that 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 is one of the biggest issues. And and sort of as as a longtime Redskins fan, like you're talking about all this confidence with Ron Rivera and the change of the culture. Like, what do you think has been the biggest issue on why they have not been able to win? Oh, it's just I think it's a lack of discipline is what it comes down to. I mean, they were getting horrible calls for penalties and they were just losing yards. They were shooting themselves in the foot and they were supposed to, they were moving backwards and they needed to be moving forwards. I mean, it was tough. Bruce Allen being gone is definitely proven that everyone seems to be happy and seems to be, was what we needed. Like there was a huge movement on Twitter of the fire hashtag fire Bruce Allen proud, proud supporter of that. And I'm so happy that that actually played a role into getting him fired. I mean, I'm not, hoping that someone loses a job but when it comes down to this and comes down to like losing and winning football games it's tough i mean i i think i i understand what you're saying but like especially as sports fans and diehard sports fans like you really look at a coach that that like you're just so upset on how bad they're doing like for as a red sox fan bobby valentine i want him gone like right, right after they started doing awful. And then when you look at, you know, going back to football, you could make the same case about Gruden this past season. You can make the same case about Adam Gase. You can make a case about all these different guys. And it's funny how, like, as fans, like, sort of make those kind of statements. And then we go come back to earth and we're like, damn, these, these are people. These are, these are human beings. Because especially, like, if, if somebody gets injured on the, on the opponent's side and, like, it's going to help my team, like, yeah, let's go. That's awesome. Like, thank God he's gone. But wait, then he has to go through all that recovery. I feel bad for his family. I feel bad for the yeah. guy. But you know what? Screw it. It's sports. Like, he's going to help us win. Uh, but I, I put a post out on yesterday uh, on my Instagram about what people's thoughts were on the final record for the Redskins in 2020. And on all my posts, these were the most like scattered. I had people say nine and seven. My prediction was five and 11. Just, I just wanted to do sort of a safe pick because I didn't really know how Haskins was going to be able to, you know, really perform. And I I didn't really see any like major additions over this last season, like on the offensive side of the football, but, a lot of people were seem very confident in what the Redskins can do this season. And I'm curious on your prediction for their 2020 record. So, yeah, this is weird. I mean, a lot of people are predicting like nine and seven back to the playoffs, just like something, but I don't see it yet. I don't, we're not there. I mean, Vegas right now, I think the line is four and a half for over under wins. And Mm -hmm. when I ran through the schedule, I saw six wins, maybe if everything goes right. I mean, I'm not, I mean, we got three wins last year. If we double it, uh, that's my prediction. But, I mean, I could also see us winning like nine games too if things go right. And that's like if things go perfectly right. If Haskins takes that huge leap and we start to actually progress and prove that he is the guy and we're going to stick with him. But, yeah, I think I can see six wins maybe. I mean, it's tough, especially in in the NFL with there only being 16 games because, I I mean, as a big MLB fan, like, you can can make the statement about a ton of teams. And, and like, as we saw with the Washington Nationals last last season, I mean, they had a losing record. And then then they won the Super Bowl – not the Super Bowl, the World Series. We're talking about football – we're talking about baseball, Jake. But uh, so when you really just think of, like, the NFL, when you look back at a team like, let's say, the Browns, a lot of people thought that they were going to win 12 – 13 you know 14 games they could have gone undefeated and won the super bowl but no they were nine and seven and one and they, they, they were just the biggest disappointment in the nfl and sort of i was curious 
how do you think that the training camp, no training camp, no OTAs, and no really real preparation going into the 2020 season could sort of affect not only the competition of this next season, but sort of the preparedness of each team? I think it's really going to hurt their chemistry. I mean, you have all these rookies who are coming in, and like you don't know how they're going to mesh with the quarterback. You don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Dwayne just got two new weapons in, Antonio Gibson and uh, AGG. Uh, they've never played together. Like They need to mesh somehow with no OTAs, no rookie minicamp. Like, I don't know. It's going, to be, it, it's going to be interesting to see how these like Zoom calls that the teams are having are like actually going to play off. Because there's only really so much you can do like over the video. You need to be actually with your team on the field playing and just like see how you mess, see how this guy runs, see what cuts he makes. It, it's going to hurt, and it's really going to hurt Haskins, I think. I completely agree, yeah, because you're not able to physically be able to see like how they're doing and really be able to make those adjustments. And, and really, in my opinion, I, I feel like, not the whole mental side is the biggest factor in sports. So like when, when you're in front of somebody, you're able to feel their energy, understand if they're uncomfortable, understand if they if, if they don't have the confidence that they should have, and you're able to like pump them up, but over video, it's just, it's just like so plain view. And you're like, Oh, that throw looks nice. All right. I, th- I think he's good. I think we're done for today. And I, I agree with you. I think, I think it's really going to hurt. And really with how strange everything is in 2020 right now, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna really mold sort of how teams are going to prepare and sort of change their ways. I think. I think America is going to change their ways in everything, just because it's it's such a strange time. We're all trying to figure things out, like sort sort of on the fly, and so it's really going to be interesting what happens in 2020. But I, I still think that there's going to be some competitive football, and this, this year, out of any other season, I am extremely excited for the NFL just because of the amount of competition. I really feel like it's sort of like the NBA this past year. You know, there's not one definitive team that you think is going to win the Super Bowl. And especially for my sake, I cannot wait for Jared Stidham to show up everybody in the NFL and hopefully for the Patriots to win more than nine games and not be tanking for tanking for Trevor. All right, people figure out your, learn your facts, figure it out. But uh, I really appreciate you coming on today, Rob, and, and talking some Redskins and some football with me today. And for all the listeners, uh, if you want to go and hear more, about Rob's takes not only on the Redskins, but the NFL. Go over to his Twitter. It's Redskin Rob. And like I said at the start of the show, on July 20th, mark your calendars. RedskinsRob.com is going to be coming out. Thank you, Iggy. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.